on the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There is Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the clubhouse. Oh, yeah, we're back. Plenty happening in the world of golf. Great to have your company right around Australia. Julian Bayard, Mark Allen with you talking all things golf. Hey, Marco. G'day, uh, Jules. to get through today? G'day, Jules. Plenty to get through. The World Long Driving Championship. Oh, how good. I love watching it. How good. New format, and yep. it's working so well. Yes. Uh, also, Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. Also, Jordan Spieth. Yes. Also, Mark Leishman. Yes. Plenty. Peter Uline. Yes. Good story oh. there as well. There's yep. a great story about him. Yep. Brilliant um, clip of Phil Mickelson. During the week, did you see that with the kid? Uh, sensational. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll play that. Uh, you know what? It. That happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Are we, we going to play that later? We are. I've got oh, the fantastic. Audio. Good yep. on you. Yep. Geez, you're, um, you're a very good worker. We're going to get uh, talk about Jason Day's coming back. Yeah, not bad. Oh, <laughs> I'm harsh on Jason. Oh, I'm harsh on Jason. And we're going to get an extended masterclass. From you, I haven't told you about this yet. No, you haven't. But an extended masterclass on spinning the ball because I watched Jordan Spieth yeah. and I watched Jordan uh, Justin Thomas yeah. spin the ball yeah. to within six inches, time and time again. With last their chipping, weekend. with their chipping, it was just a absolute shooting gallery. Well, let, it was uh, it was so good. Let me talk about Justin Thomas and the way that he controls his golf ball mm. for someone who hits it so far. Yeah. Because in the third round, when he went low. I think he shot 63 in the third round, got out early. Yep. Really rainy day, difficult day in Boston. Um, and if you hit your pitching wedge like these boys do, 150 yards, so 135 metres. If you hit a pitching wedge 135 metres off grass like they play off into wet, slippery greens, mm-hmm. you can't control the spin. Sometimes it'll spin 20 feet. Sometimes it'll spin five feet. Other times it'll just get a big hop and won't spin. Yep. You can't control the spin. So... He did something very clever and not a, well, I shouldn't say not a lot. Everyone tries to, everyone can, but no one could do it with the precision that Justin Thomas did. Mm. Now, instead of hitting his 150 yard pitching wedge, he was hitting 150 yard half nine irons. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lot of the, um, a lot, a, lot, a lot of the, well, not knowing what's going to happen at the other end, away. Yeah. Because you, you just don't. I mean, everyone thinks, a lot, a lot of the time, I think people watching golf at home, they think we're playing on perfect surfaces. Uh-huh. That is not the case. And, and I stress this all the time, especially on putting greens. There are heel marks. There are spike marks. There are marks, you know, some parts are, are downgrade, some are up. You don't know. It's, it's a little bit fluky to get that perfect bounce every time. But what he was doing... Not only with wedges and nine irons, but eight irons as well, was instead of hitting the big bombing hundred and I don't know, eight iron, let, let's say he's hitting his eight iron 170 yards, mm-hmm. so you know, up around 153 metres. It's a big hit for an eight iron. Yeah. Uh, and not knowing what it's going to do at the other end, he's choosing to go half club down, grip down the club, and hit the half shots in where there is. Uh, you, you understand what's going to happen a little bit better yeah. than the big high spinning bombing. Wedge. Yes. So that was really impressive. He he now, from what I can tell, he's won five times, including a PGA Championship, a major. He had a 63 at the US Open, which was at the stage the lowest round in major history. He's also shot a 59 this season. Mm. That's a fair season. Not a bad year. That's a fair season. He must be up around $10 million in prize money. Yeah. 
Um, and not only is he a great putter, not only is his game enormous from tee to green, but he now has the cunning of somebody who's been playing a long yeah, time. His mental game this year is what I think's taken him to that next level. Oh, I without the doubt. Upstairs, without doubt, is right up there. Oh, the belief. Yeah, yeah oh, he's playing with so much belief mm. now, and it's a good pickup of yours. And really, to do what I'm talking about, hit those half nine nines consistently close, because um, they're hard. They're hard to do mm. in, in slippery con- conditions to consistently do it. I mean, one, his swing is just in a really happy place at the moment. Mm -hmm. He's seeing a lot of sunshine with the way he's swinging the club at the moment. But to continually repeat and be able to pick the distance better than anybody else with the half nine irons and on a dry day with the full nine irons and full wedges, I mean, when you hit it that far, it's crazy not to take advantage of it at the other end. Mm -hmm. And he's now doing that. And I reckon he's learned from Dustin Johnson. Remember Dustin Johnson a couple of years ago, over Christmas, his stats man looked at his at his game and said, you can putt, you can drive it, you're a very good iron player, but if you can become the best wedge player in the game, <laughs> you will dominate the tour. And, and that's what he did last season. <laughs> Well, he yeah. he won three this year. I mean, this year he was on the way. He won three in a row and then fell down the stairs. Fell down the stairs in his sockies. Yep. Oh, he'll that. never do that again. Mm. He won't be wearing socks around that spiral staircase <laughs> ever again. Thoughts, no, he won't. Anyway, Justin Thomas, to watch him develop this year yep. from a kid who could win to, a, to someone who is now a dangerous poster boy of the PGA and World Golf, well done. Yep. I mean, it, it's great fun watching. I'll tell you what, you know what I want? I want a version of that putter. I love the look of that putter. It does look good, doesn't it? You know, there's the big, I think uh, the first one that ever came out, they called it a hound's tooth or a saber tooth. Yeah. They call it the saber tooth, not a hound's tooth. That's what, that's the sort of, that's the sort of uh, handbag my girl, my wife's got. <laughs> what? Yeah, my wife. <laughs> she, uh, she likes that. Anyway, but the saber tooth with the, um, with the, well, I call it a plumber's neck. So mm-hmm. it's not just that, long shaft and the shaft is bent at towards the bottom of the club and it bends in and you get this uh, face balanced saber tooth I want what he's got yeah yeah you know, a version of that tailor made I want you to make a version of that putter <laughs> I see where uh, Odyssey has made a little version of it yeah, they've got an answer two or they've got a ping answer neck on the, a saber tooth but the one that Dusty's got it looks amazing uh, sorry the one that Justin's got, not yes. Dusty. The one that Justin's got looks sensational, mm. and I want a version of it. Yep, it, it just looks, looks so good. good. Looks good. Yeah, I like it. I don't know why they do that. You know, it took <laughs> it took so long. You remember, Jason Day started using yes uh, the, the spider with the plumber's neck, the itty bitty spider with the plumber's neck. Yep, and no one else was allowed to use it for a long time. And then the tour <laughs> players, a couple of minutes. You know, one after another, started having a bit of a go with it on the putting green, and now they can't keep up. Yeah, it's a bit like. Have I ever told you, you know the two ball story? Yes, you have told that story. Yeah. It's a while ago though, so you can repeat it. Well, the two ball, well, the two ball <laughs> took over the whole it. world. The two, two ball took a two ball putter it's took over the story. whole world. It was an Odyssey putter. Heartbreaking story. This and <laughs> a guy who used to caddy for D.A. Wybring. Now, D.A. Wybring used to have this crazy putter back in the 80s. It was a three ball. It was actually a putter with three plastic balls on the back of it. Yeah. Weird looking thing. But same principle. You just line the three balls up with the ball that's actually in play. It makes a straight line. Very mm-hmm. easy to line up. So this guy was a bit of a you know a chippy, and he made mm. handmade a putter. I hate this. The two ball. <laughs> I hate this. Took it to Titleist. Took it to TaylorMade. Took it everywhere. 
and no one really wanted to have a look at it. Took it to Odyssey in Callaway, and they said, yeah, I'll tell you what, we, we don't mind it, and we're always looking for something new. Mm-hmm. We'll give you, I'll tell you what, we'll give you 200000 US. You can imagine the eyes just rolling back in the head. Jingos. Ding, 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 ding. Or we'll give you a dollar a putter. So he's taken the cash, and he took the 200000 instead of the dollar a putter. Uh, currently, uh, currently, uh, Jules, uh, Twenty-five million Odyssey two-ball putters have been sold around the world. Oh boy, you got oh boy. the wrong end of that deal. Oh boy, you got the wrong end of that deal. <laughs> it's a shattering story. Oh, they should have looked after him, <laughs> shouldn't on, they? Guys. Odyssey should have said, "Yeah, well, what he should have done is she should have told take a hundred thousand and fifty cents." I yeah. guess. I guess. Not the smartest businessman you've ever seen. Nah. Anyway. But you can imagine the wooden one. You know, he's taking the wooden one in. He's got two, you know, 50-cent pieces on the back of the putter. And you line them up. And it probably didn't look that flash. He was just happy to get some cash. Whoosh. See you later. About 50 different versions of that thing's been made now (laughs) as well. Anyway, the spider putter's the new one on the block. Yes, it is. And I'm telling you, the one that he's using. And all all the, um, well, I'll call them mallet putters. Yeah, the old traditional mallet was a round looking uh-huh. thing but there are so many mallets now so like a, that, that little spider that he uses mm-hmm. and I'm using one at the moment too um, that's a mallet putter yep. the, the saber tooth mallet putter all these are kind of different versions of a mallet putter mallet putters with the ping eye uh, hosel or, or sorry the answer hosel or um, the one that uh, is on the spiders it's, it's a different term but like I said I'm going to call it the plumber's neck they're going to go ballistic right around the world. It really has opened yeah. something up. We're seeing right. it. We're seeing it. It's everywhere. All right. Good as gold. Ooh. President's Cup, Marco. Want to get to that? Because We're not far away picks, from it. The captain's picks are in. Uh, oh, well, I didn't even know who they are. Tell me. Are in now. Uh, US team. Steve Stricker has picked Phil Mickelson. Yeah, had to. And Charlie Hoffman as well, who's yeah. had a pretty good year. Yeah, absolutely. So, All right, they're two good picks. And, and, and international and team the boys love them. Nick Price. Yes, Nicholas. Uh, Emiliano Grillo. Is that how I pronounce that, Marco? Emiliano, yeah, Grillo. Yeah, he's a yep. gun. Yep. And uh, Lahiri of India as well. Lahiri? Yes. Now, that's the surprise pick. Araban Lahiri. That's right. Oh, that's a political pick. Oh, that's political. A political pick. That's political. He's a gun. <laughs> yes. He, like he's an absolute gun. Mm-hmm. But, oh, can we can we get well, take a break, and let's get some of the names he's gone past. Yes. To get Lahiri. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. Just off the world rankings. Okay. And we'll go through the full teams after this. Yeah. Beautiful. This is the clubhouse. Stick around. Plenty more next. Listening to the Clubhouse. Welcome back. It is the Clubhouse right around Australia. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you as we're talking the President's Cup. It's not mm. too far away, Marco. End of September. We're yes. heading to the Liberty National Golf Club in Jersey City, uh, New Jersey, just across the Hudson River from Manhattan, in case you're wondering where that is. With the Statue of Liberty right in right. the background. Yeah, it's it's right there. It looks beautiful. Shots. It's going to be sensational. Apparently, if you ever go. To New York, mm. there's a ferry that takes you across to the course. Mm. Nice little ferry. I think, the, and the car park's on the other side of the Hudson or something. Yeah. I think so. Nice. It's pretty cool. That's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you drive your car to some, you know, like a big, big city car park. Yeah. Down you come, ferry across to the course. Beautiful. How yeah, good. How good is that? Now, the uh, we we're talking about the teams, Marco, that are going to be taking uh, part. US, US team, team first, please. Justin Johnson. Tick. Jordan Spieth. Oh. 
Justin Thomas. Wow. Ricky Fowler. Unbelievable. Daniel Berger. Now, Berger, before you go any further, not many people know the Berger, but the Berger finishes top five a lot. Mm. He's a top five champion of golf. Yep. Continue. Uh, Brooks Kepka, US Open champ. Kevin Kisner. On fire. Patrick Reed, One of the great Ryder Cup players we've ever seen. Matt Kuchar. Experienced personified and came second in the Open this year. And then the two captains picks, Phil Mickelson and Charlie Hoffman. Whew. And Phil Mickelson hasn't missed a President's Cup. So ever. Charlie Hoffman in the 20s in the world? Yep. And Phil would be 29 just around the, the moment, 20s as well? And Hoffman is currently 22. 22. 22. It's okay. So we've got Phil. Their two captains picks are in the 20s in the world rankings. Okay. International team. International team, Hideki Matsuyama. One of the hottest players in the world. Jason Day. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Scott. Yeah. Louis Oosthausen. Yes. Mark Leishman. Leish is playing good golf. Charles Schwartzel. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Grace. Yeah, I like Brandon. Siwoo Kim. Gun. Jonathan Vegas. Ve- is that how I pronounce it? I'm yeah, Johnny sure. Vegas. Johnny Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Johnny Vegas. And uh, Johnny Hadwin. Vegas is kind of playing all right. Adam Hadwin had a very hot start to this season, including a win in a 59. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. And then you've got the two captain's picks, which we mentioned earlier. Who are? Uh, Lahiri from India. <laughs> Where's he been? Is he, is hang it? on, let me just get the rankings up. I'm just going to scroll Now, I'm thinging Lahiri. Scroll. He hasn't on, been just, playing that well of late, Lahiri. Scrolling down to number 75 in the world. Marco. 75 in the world. 75, I think. Righto. And? And Grillo as well. Emiliano Grillo. He's a good player. Yeah. I think he played Argentina. well. I think he played well in the U.S. Open. He's uh, fifty-four in the world. So our two picks are fifty-four and seventy-five and versus good. the Americans' two picks of twenty-two and twenty-nine. Yeah. yeah, there's a fair gap. There's a fair gap there. Now, of the picks, who have we? You know, of those guys who are the international team picks, can we read out a few players not from America and not from European countries? who may have been skipped to Lahiri. Uh, let me have a look through, Marco. Mm. There's not that many. There's a couple of uh, Japanese players and South Korean players. Right. Who? Uh, so Hideto Tanahara. Yeah, Tanahara, he's the best putter in Japan. Number 55 in the world. But not such a good hitter of the ball. But, yep. I mean, clearly a very good hitter of the ball to be the top 100 in the world. Uh, but Yuta Akeda is at 63. Japan? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, you see his name a little bit in the majors. Uh, and then you've got uh, Hun An Byong yeah, yeah, from him. South Korea. Yeah, no, he's... he's and he, that's it? Yeah, that, and that's it. That's it. So they've gone down there. So they've missed a few Asian players to get to Lahiri. Yep. Hmm. Mm. Well, look, he does have President's Cup experience, Lahiri, so... Yep. Interesting. It's interesting when they go past players to get to yeah. another. Yep. So, we've seen it before when and they we get went, to we a... We through the US list a moment ago as well, just yeah. off air, and you think Phil Mickelson out of all those players, the experience he's going to bring, oh, yeah. no doubt, no, no. he was going to get The picked. two US picks, good yep. as gold. Yep. No worries. But, um, look, I, I guess they've gone... Maybe they've gone for players who are more experienced in this typical US setup. Yeah. And Lahiri's game probably suits it, but he's a very good putter, mm-hmm. Lahiri. But like I said, he has we have missed a lot of Japanese... And a couple of South Koreans. A couple of South as Koreans well. as well. Now, speaking of Phil Mickelson, Marco, some brilliant vision has gone, what you say, yeah. is viral yeah. online this week. Him playing in a, a Pro Am. 
during the week. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, was it a pro-am? It was it? a pro-am. It was a pro-am. So he was in the at rough. The, at Boston. Yes. Um, he was just in the rough. And uh, he had his three wood out. Yep. And there was a young fella, probably maybe seven or eight years old. Standing right there. In the crowd. And old mate Phil just uh, asked him what he thought. Would you go for it here out of the rough or would you lay up? Um, if I could hit my three wood 260, I would probably go for it. <laughs> <laughs> if I could hit my three wood 260, I'd probably go for it. Then Phil steps up, yeah. goes bang, yeah. goes for it, nails and? it, and then offers this up. Riley, you can caddy for me anytime. <laughs> you can caddy for me anytime. That's why the fans love Phil Mickelson. Uh, and that's why, probably, why he's been picked in the presence. And that now. takes no effort. Yep. Takes Great, no effort whatsoever. The kid will remember it for the rest of his life. So will his parents. Yep. And it, look, I don't, I don't want to knock Phil on the head, but there are some pros out there that do that sort of stuff all the time. Yeah, all the time. You know, and, and in tournament rounds, there'll be a little kid there, and you know, you might look back and you'll say, you know, it looks, looks like a quick putt, doesn't it? You know, yeah. you can say all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know, just to get kids involved, it doesn't take much at all. But I reckon, I reckon now that more pros would have seen that, we'll see more of it. Yeah. You know, sometimes like you're saying there, that's gone viral. Well, all the PGA Tour pros will fa- see it as well. It's been up for maybe a week. And yeah. It's had six million views yeah. on the PGA Tour Facebook page. Everyone would have seen it. Yeah. That's just Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, everything else that it would have been on as well. It's probably had 20 million views. Yeah, we, we talk about leadership in, in the NRL and leadership and the AFL, probably leadership in the Australian cricket team. Yeah. Hello to uh, Steve Smith. Thanks for picking out Keith in the last test. That's a good one. Yep. There is a there is a lot of leadership, you know, yep. shown. That's leadership in the world of golf. Mm. That's fantastic. I love it. I love it. It's that not is hard. That is that is leading in a beautiful way to help grow the game. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe that kid was tossing up between golf and tennis. Yeah. I bet he's a tennis. I bet he's a golfer now if he yeah, was. Absolutely. So just just those little things, those little things which are great. You know, just even when, even just the you know the fist bumping from one green to the next tee. Mm-hmm. Even just acknowledging people, yep. looking them in the eye. You know, th- this is what Arnold Palmer did so well. Yeah. And Phil Mickelson looks like he's you know carried it through and, and really understands it in his 40s. Really understands it. I was reading a lot of the comments on the Facebook video about Phil. And people yeah. were saying, oh, he's so great. One time, you know, he hit the ball into the crowd and he went over and signed a glove. And yeah. there's another, t- another person who wrote that uh, he hit it into a bloke and it hit him on the wrist and yeah. broke his watch. Yeah. And Phil came over and said, how much is the watch worth? Yeah. The guy goes, oh, Mate, just bought the other day. It's three hundred bucks. Phil pulls out three hundred bucks. Yeah. Gave it to him. Signed a glove and said, "I'm so sorry. Hope yeah. you can buy a new one." Oh no! Just all that <laughs> stuff is so good. Yeah. All that stuff is so good. Um, I, I want to say too, the winner of the tournament in Canada, Stacy Lewis. Now, Stacy, she has not had a win for a long time. She, in, in between this win and her last win, she's had twelve runner-up finishes. And 33 top 10s. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. Former world number one. At the start of the week after the hurricane uh, in Houston, where she's from, she's in the local area, you know, she probably she probably said, with best intentions, I'm going to donate my check to um, the hurricane victims in Houston. Yeah. She goes on and wins. Yeah. She goes on and wins. So there's another, you know, instance. I mean, Phil yeah. Mickelson's she been donated 195 grand, Marco. Yeah. KPMG then matched, matched her it, donation and Marathon it. Oil seeing that when it yeah. kicked in another mill. Oh, amazing! Like so, so yeah, like the golfers when when you hear those stories about the people who are playing golf in America, mm. I mean, one you got to have a bit of cash and all the all the rest of it. But two, it's really simple. 
well, I'll tell you what. The Phil Mickelson stuff, simple. The Stacey Lewis stuff. <laughs> I mean, they don't play for the same sort of coin That's that right. the blokes do. That's all right. And for her to do that and, you know, the... I, f- I kind of felt like <laughs> that the tournament organisers almost pressured her into it. Yeah. You know? I'm sure she would have loved to have gone back. on. Oh, no, who knows? I can't speak for her. But I reckon yep. she probably wasn't thinking she was going to win at the start of the week. Yep. Wasn't certain she was going to no, win anyway. Certainly not. She might have donated twenty or 30000 she probably thought, yep. at best, the way she'd been playing. But she goes on and wins, does it the hard way, um, and, and follows through. Yeah, well done, Stace. Good on her. Great story. Now, this was this is probably my favourite... This is, I reckon, one of the best things you can watch on golf on TV. The world's longest drive car. <laughs> it is, it is the best. so one. good, Marco. It is the it best. It is so good. Now, have you seen the vision of uh, Wes Patterson yep. this week? Put If you haven't watched it, jump on our Facebook page. We'll put Broke the, his uh, club the image up. During a swing. Dead set, smoked it. Yeah. <laughs> and the club hit the back of his shoulder so hard yep. that it snapped off and ended up in the crowd. Yep. Now, Marco, I've got the vision here. I want you to talk us through it yeah. as we're watching it. So he's got this unbelievable shot. Yeah, okay. So he's gone bang. The club's then snapped oh. back. He's turned around and gone, oh, boy. Yeah, and he recoiled it as well. Now, quite often when you're trying to hit it as hard as you can, you, yep. when you're just messing around, you do recoil. Yeah. You know, you go, whoosh, <laughs> and you're kind of almost like a, like a sword going. As he recoiled it, the thing broke. Yeah. It ended up like it was dangerous. You yeah. know, when a shaft breaks, it's really dangerous. Luckily, it's ended, it ended up in the crowd, and the people were just having a giggle about it. Yep. You know, they're on on the telly. They'll show his slow motion swing here. Look at the swing and how much. Oh yeah, like the shoulder turn. They're always long swinging guys, but just the raw power Bang. and the legs snapping <laughs> straight. It is. It, it, then, it is amazing to watch. Where's it break? There's yeah. the kickback. Oh, and break. <laughs> Breaks on the recall. Now, I'll tell you what, I've, I've been watching a little bit of it. I've been watching, and, it, you know, this format now where it's basically match play. Yep. You know, you qualify to get in. I don't know how you qualify to get in. There's probably a circuit. And, yeah. You know, you, you qualify on points. <laughs> but this whole match play scenario is just sensational to watch. Yeah. It, it really is good fun. Uh, have I ever told you about the time I played with the guru, the god of long driving? I don't think you have. His name's Jason Zubak. Yeah. If you're listening in, you've got your hands free, Google <laughs> Jason Zubak now. So he looks like he was only about 5'10", and he was a muscle man. You know, mm. he had muscles on his muscles. Um, and he won the World Long Driving Championships four or five years in a row, this, this tournament, mm-hmm. four or five years in a row, which makes him a god amongst the long drivers. Yeah. Anyway, I was playing in the Alberta Open. I'd never heard of him before. I couldn't care less, you know, back then about the long driving champs. Yeah. Anyway, the, the draw comes out and I look up and I'm playing with some guy on you and this Jason Zubak. I thought, oh, well, he must be just some Canadian dude, which he was. Anyway, one pro after another started coming up to me. You're playing with Jason Zubak. <laughs> and they told me, you know, his exploit. So we get on the first tee. I shake his hand. At the time, all I want to do is make the cut and make mm. some money. Anyway, he's the last hitter. Now, I've smoked my drive off the first Smoked it yeah. like a bomb yeah. for me. A bomb. <laughs> Would have gone 300 yards easy, nice. 270 metres. He has got up with his driver and hit the first shot so far right, like I knew something was going on, out of bounds. Yeah. Provisional, <laughs> he hit the next one 100 steps past my ball. <laughs> he hit it four. 
<laughs> he hit it 400 yards. Now, you know, I'm walking down the fairway thinking, I'm in a circus here. And then, you know, for whatever, you know, for obviously. Yeah, people watching. 3,000 people watching one yeah. group. It was a Canadian tour event. Yeah. 3,000 people watching, like everyone through the gates is here mm. to watch one bloke, and it was Jason's <laughs> event. Um, anyway, about eight holes in, and I'm starting to feel comfortable enough, and we're talking that I can pick up his driver, you know. So I picked up his driver. It had five and a half degrees loft on it. <laughs> five it was a tideless driver, five and a half degrees. It would have been 46 inches long, which was enormous way back in the early yeah. 90s. Enormous how long the shaft was. Um, so I said, I said, is this the club you use in the long driving comps? He goes, oh, no, no, no. I use a three and a half degree. <laughs> I said, a three and a half degree? He said, are you kidding me? He goes, oh, no, I've got a one and a half and a, and a no degree as well. I said, you're kidding me. I said, how far does the, how, how do you get the north degree? He goes, oh, mate, if I, oh, I didn't say, he, he didn't say mate, but you know. <laughs> yeah. He goes, if, if I didn't have to hit a 40, a 40 or 50 yard fairway, whatever it was, if I didn't have to hit that gap, I'm hitting the zero degree driver every day of the week. He said, it doesn't come down. <laughs> I said, you're kidding me. He goes, no, I just use this five and a half degree so, so I can keep it somewhere near the fairways. Unbelievable. Wow. Anyway, he was telling me that his zero degree driver, um, he uses the three and a half in competition, but the zero degree would go an extra 15 or 20 yards, mm. but he just couldn't, control, couldn't it. control it at all. <laughs> couldn't control it at all. Anyway, he, he was amazing. He ended up hitting for the two days that we played. He, he didn't make the cut yep. at the Alberta Open. He, uh, he hit 16 provisional balls. 16. In two rounds of golf. <laughs> um, it's got to be a world record how professional did, golf. Before we go, how did you go? Oh, I think I made the cut and finished twenty something, yeah. which is so you garbage. got you got through the circus. I got right? through. I got through the circus. Okay, yeah. I did one one hole. Okay, there's one hole. The tenth hole at this golf course. I'll never forget it. It's an island fairway and a dog leg left, really sharp. There's a par five. I hit my best three wood to the corner. Probably went two hundred sixty yards. Yeah, and then my best ever three wood onto the green. Mm. Jason Zubak hit a driver over the corner. <laughs> Over the dog leg and had 66 yards to the front. Oh, God. Driver and 66 yards. His ball was 200 yards <laughs> in front of mine off the tee. You know, the best three would I ever have in my whole oh, life. How good. Just craziness. How good. Unbelievable. Good You'd love to play. see a bit more of that. On Google Jason Zubak, folks. Yep. You'll see his swing. You won't believe it. He was a little muscle man guy with a goatee. Funny to watch, but a god in the long driving world. I love it. Now, we're going to get to a break. We're going to speak about some of the driving distances, Marco, because mm. an interesting study oh, yeah, we've was got done to do during this. the week. We've got to do we this. We talked last week about how far people are driving it now yeah. and how you think the balls need to change. Oh, yeah. I, I can tell you this. The I can, stats are starting to back well, that up. Well, I feel that I'm hitting the ball now with the TP5X mm -hmm. and my M2 driver. Um I'm hitting it further than I was when I was a kid. Yep. But the funny thing is, when I was a kid, my club head speed was measured at 119 miles per hour when I was just going. Now it's 104. Yeah. So I've lost 15 <laughs> miles per hour and I'm hitting the ball further. Yeah. That can't be right. Can't be that right. That shouldn't be right. We'll talk about shouldn't that be happening. next. Stick around on the clubhouse. In your life.
have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Yeah, welcome back. It is The Clubhouse right around Australia. Mark Allen and Julian Bayard with you as we talk all things golf. Now, if you do want to podcast any of the show, in case you do miss it, get all Marco's masterclasses. You can listen back to them all before you're going to play a big uh, tournament this weekend. Just search for The Clubhouse Golf Show on iTunes and you can download every podcast. Now, Marco, we spoke last week about driving distance yeah. and how players, are, how much further they're hitting it now compared yeah, now it's to out of control. 15, 20 years ago. Don't, don't mince words here, Jules. Mm. The ball is out of control. Yep. Yep. It's, that just, is. it's crazy. And so what our good friends at Golf Digest did well was done, they were looking man. at it and they went... They know it's out of control. Hang on a minute. Yeah. What's going on here? What is it going so on? So they thought, how can we decide that this is actually... And prove it. How can they prove it? So what they did was they went back... And they looked at some of the champions tour players, Marco. Yeah. Who are currently playing on tour. Looked at their driving average this season. So players like Fred, Fred Couples. Couples, Kenny Perry, Scotty McCarron, yeah. um, John Daly, Marco Mira, all these sort of guys. How, how old are these guys currently? Uh, all over 50. 57. 50 60. Bernard Langer's in this and he's 60 years old. He is 60. Yeah. Yep. And then they compared it to how far they were driving in their prime in back their, when they were 30. When they were 30 years old. Yep. So when they were absolutely flying, and yep. some of those guys, McCarran, certainly couples, Bernard Langer, 30 years ago, was one of the longest players who could actually yeah, play the game. Absolutely. Um, and Kenny Perry. Like, these guys were bombers. Absolute bombers. Mm. Bomb the ball when they were 30 years old. Yep, they did. Now, I want <laughs> the numbers here are staggering. Ridiculous, okay. mate. Staggering. Now, Fred Couples. At average, at age thirty, yep. his average drive was two hundred and seventy-two yards. So that was in his prime. It's pretty okay. awesome to hit his the ball two hundred seventy-two on average. Yeah, back what's that? Uh, Twenty-seven years ago. Yep, you do the maths. Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yep, good maths. This year on the Champions Tour, yeah, his average driving distance. 300.4 yards, an increase of nearly 28 yards. That is 10% more, Marco, than what he was driving it in his prime at age 30. And you think Fred Couples might be an outlier, and that's the only one. Kenny Perry, an increase of 24 yards. That's nearly 9%. In 27 Scotty years. McCarran, an increase of 23 yards. Bernard Langer, an increase of 20 yards. John Daly, Marco. Bernard Langer, he's 60. Yeah. And he's increased... 20 yards since he was 30. 30. That's correct. John Daly, an increase of 11 yards. And he was bombing it back then. Oh, no. Well, John Daly's <laughs> a skewed, I reckon, because yeah. when he was 30, he was toast. Yeah. He was toast. Yep. Marco Mira, he's now 60. Back when he was 30. Yeah. He's increased it since then nearly 12 yards in that time, Marco. It, it is it is mind-boggling. Now, uh, look, it's very, very – well, it's impossible probably to go back and check the miles per hour. But that's the one, you know, that's the one that each individual would know. Like like I know, and I said this a second ago, when I was hitting the ball – when I was 30 years old, mm. my club head speed – no, when I was about 25, my club head speed was measured at 118 miles per hour. Today it's 104 yep. when I go and get tested. And that's with the super light clubs and everything. And I'm hitting the ball further. Now, that can't be right. That shouldn't be right. But what it does, Jules, is it makes golf courses obsolete. Now, next year's US Open is at Shinnecock Hills. Mm -hmm. It's a classic. It's one of the real true US Open courses. But it's a short course. (laughs) It's not a real long golf course. 
Now, um, very recently, Crenshaw and Core, they've gone in and did a bit of restoration. Um, the, the results apparently were amazing. Some of the fairways were widened to 60 yards wide. And that opened up angles into different greens and different strategies on different holes. And the members were wrapped. The USGA were absolutely wrapped until they saw what happened at Erin Hills <laughs> when they play with some wide fairways. So they were going to play with wide fairways at Chinnacock until they saw what happened when um, uh, our mate won. What's his name? Brooks Kepka. Yeah. When Brooks Kepka won uh, and did it so easy with record, you know, record, basically a record score. Yeah. Um, they've all, they don't know what to do. So this old classic golf course, Shinnecock Hills, where the greats have played for years and years and years, it's almost obsolete. Yeah. And now we're going to have to go to more courses like Erin Hills. Now, that's not right because we want to see what happened at, we want to see the same players who played at Shinnecock Hills in the 90s and 80s. Yeah. We want to see today's players do that's basically right. the same thing. But what, what happens in golf is that a hole where Greg Norman was hitting a driver and a five iron two, longest hitter at the time, and Corey Pavin, who was one of the shortest hitters at the time, who actually won the tournament, hit a driver and a five iron, a five wood two. Mm-hmm. These guys from the same tees today, they'll hit driver and a fairway wedge. It's, it, that's it's a, it's the characteristics of the golf course are now obsolete. And that's why... We don't like it because courses like Royal Melbourne West, you couldn't play a tournament at Royal Melbourne West. It's number seven in the whole world, but you couldn't play a tournament there because they would eat it up. Yeah. Royal Melbourne Composite, yeah, it would just get away, you know. It would just get away with it. I mean, Ernie Ells, don't forget, shot a 60 Royal Melbourne yeah. not too long ago. So it's not the ball going far that we're all concerned about. It's actually keeping golf courses, some of the best we've ever seen, relevant in professional golf. And that's the big issue. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to see more US Opens at Erin Hills. Mm. You know, we're going to see you know, some of these golf courses that aren't beautiful, classic-style courses. These are golf courses that have been just tailor-made for big tournaments. And that's what not golf's about. No, it's not. Golf you is want to about... see these great courses being played yeah. and be challenging to the pros, Marco. Because Absolutely. no one... I, there's nothing better than watching yeah. pro golfers, yep. so, as bad as it is to say, struggle... And have to think their way around a yeah. golf course. I want to see. I want to see the pros fade a five iron in to a yeah. par four, yeah. or or have to turn a six iron That's in, right. or even God forbid, into the wind, hit a three iron to a par four green. Yeah. So the only way you can do that is to fix the ball. Now the reason the ball is going a million miles is because the rocket scientists <laughs> who now work at these companies have developed balls and tools to hit the ball with that make it not spin. So we've got to make the ball spin again. That's all they've got to do. And guys like you and me these days, it won't affect us very much. Hardly at all. It'll hardly affect us. Your, like my 280-yard drive that I hit today, that'll go 270. Who cares? Not that big a deal. Who cares? But the 300, where we care is the carries. Because these guys who can now carry the ball 310 yards, 320 yards, so getting close to 300 metres. The guys who can carry the ball now, 300 metres, just making mm. the hazards obsolete of classic courses. Yep. So there's two different games. We don't want two different games. We want what it used to be. Yep. Closer, very closer to the one game. Now, before we get to a break, Marco's Masterclass is up next on spinning the ball. Yeah, yeah. Jason Day is coming back to play the Aussie Oh, Open. fantastic. It's good.
It's Matt, good. Back to the Aussie Open. I think he's playing the PGA as well. Is that right? Uh, oh, I haven't no. seen that yet. No, no. Uh, so Adam Scott and Adam Sergio Garcia. So yes. Scott is coming back to play the PGA. But very, very importantly, Jason Day coming back to play the Open, our Open, the Australian mm-hmm. Open. Just fantastic Sydney, to see him here. November 23 to 26. Yeah. Four years he's, since he's been back to contest no, our brilliant. national championship. Absolutely so good to see Absolutely brilliant. Like it. Well done, Jace. Tick. Tick. We need to see you back next year too, Jason. That's it. <laughs> no, great. Great to see him back. Hopefully he wins. Shoot out with Jordan Spieth. It's going to be massive. A break. Marco's Masterclass is up next. Don't go anywhere. Marco's Masterclass. Yeah, and at the end of each and every show, we get a free golf lesson from Mark Allen. We do it all thanks to our good mates at Club Mandalay. You can visit clubmandalay.com.au. Play golf at Club Mandalay. It's great golf in Melbourne's north. Marco. Righto. You want to know how to spin the ball with a chip and a pitch? It's very, very important to know the conditions. So one, the ball needs to be sitting on a nice bit of cut grass Mm -hmm. so no grass gets in between the club face and the ball. That grass needs to be lying the right way. So if you are into the grain, it makes it much more difficult to put spin on the golf ball. When it's down grain, the club will slip through beautifully, Mm -hmm. accelerate through, get more grip on the club and spin. The other big one is that these guys know when you're into the wind, that helps more than anything else. You can, into the wind, you can almost spit it with dirty groups. And, you know, a golf ball that's almost, you know, in a bad light, you can still spin it. But the number one thing to spin a golf ball is you've got to hit a lofted club low. Really simple. So the only way that I know to hit a lofted club low is to make contact with the shaft leaning a long way forward. Mm-hmm. You've got to be doing that with a ball that spins. So these rocks that you can buy at golf clubs uh, that go a long way but have no spinning capability whatsoever, not much good. So next time you're playing around a golf and you want to try and spin a golf ball, it's pretty simple. One, get a golf ball that spins, ask your PGA Tour professional, a PGA professional, they'll know what to do. But two, just hit a lofted club low. So your lob wedge, your 54-degree wedge, sometimes even your pitching wedge, it won't spin as well. But if you hit a lofted club low, it will spin, particularly when you're lying on a nice bit of turf with a down grain and also if you're chipping that one into the wind. So you've got to line these factors up. The best players in the world know when to try the spinning shot, mm-hmm. but when you're into the grain or when you're in the rough and you are chipping downwind, don't plan on spinning anything. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have to reassess. So diagnosing the lie, diagnosing the conditions are a big part of of being able to make the ball spin close to the hole because you don't want to make the ball spin away from the hole. That's right. You would have to be an idiot just to want to see the ball spin <laughs> any old place. Just for the sake of it. You just want to make the ball spin close. Nice. Marco's Masterclass, all for Club Mandalay. Play golf, play Club Mandalay. Uh, mm. Round of golf for two people, including a motorised cart with a drink, only 79 bucks. Fiddle around too. When you practice next time, just get your lob wedge out and try and chip the lob wedge nice and low. Not thin it low. Mm-hmm. Chip it from the middle of the club low, and you'll find the ball spinning, particularly if you get it into the wind. Marco, we got to get out of here. See Thank you, you buddy. for that. We'll see you next week. Catch you next week.